Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. And tonight we're going to talk about discernment. All right. So I know, you guess what I'm going to say? Pretty excited about this one. I'm always excited about them. Uh, we'll give you a couple of minutes to hop on. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. If you're on Facebook, like, share, comment, tell us where you're watching from. T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries, Spirit Life. And as always, go to our website. You can check out everything there. Uh, we'll be at the Miracle Crusade this Friday. I think it's 7, correct? 7 p.m. So we're excited about that. Join us up there if you can. If not, I'm sure it'll be live streamed. And I think we've said all we're going to say on announcements, right? The ministry name, pffministries.org. Go to the website, go to the website, go to the website. And again, one last time in case you're hopping on now, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries, Spirit Life. Tonight we're going to talk about discernment. So I'm excited, excited. We've had a couple people asking about it over, uh, actually just last week, we had a couple more interested in it. I said, you know what? Be a great topic following up what we talked about last week. Uh, so if you didn't get to listen to these, they are on our podcast as well, Facebook, YouTube. You know where to find us. Go ahead and like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. And let's join together in prayer and get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your covering, your protection. We ask you, God, that you would help us to hear your heart tonight, to just open our eyes and our ears, that we would have nothing in the way. There'd be no hindrance, no obstacles, that you would cleanse us, you would clear us from all of our thoughts, that, God, we could give this time to you. We thank you, Father, for the growth in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to talk about discerning of spirits, and these are one of those topics there's no way I can cover. I mean, you would need months to actually teach us. So we're going to go over the basic of it, then we're going to use some uh, practical tools and tips to help you and try to help you understand for those of you that operate in this gift, or if you're starting to begin operating, it can be a little a uh, little weird feeling. It can be a little bit disconcerting, like we don't know what's going on, but we want to try to clear all that up tonight and really help you get a good biblical foundation for what discerning of spirits is. So turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to start in verse 8. To one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To someone else faith by the same Spirit, and another gift of healing by one Spirit. And another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the distinguishing or discerning of spirits. To someone else various kind of tongues, and to another the translation of tongues. So we want to prove here in Scripture that discerning of spirits is a spiritual gift. So if you operate in this, it's not any different than the other gifts here. I mean, the function of it's different, but the source of it is from God. I'm going to try to go slow tonight uh, and not get too excited and talk fast. So um, take some notes. We want you to write some things down. If you're listening to podcasts or if you're watching driving, don't write things down, obviously. But at some point, listen to it again, write things down, take some notes and go back over this a couple times. But really understand that discerning of spirits is a biblical gift. It is a gift from the Holy Spirit given us to build the body of Christ. It is always to build the body of Christ. And remember that. All these gifts are to build, not to build us, 
but to build a body. And what I mean by that, it will build other people because you're helping them, but it's not for your personal gain or benefit. It's for the body of Christ. So if God's chosen to give you this, uh, you didn't do anything to earn it, and I don't believe you can do anything to earn it because these are gifts. So it's given to us by God. A lot of us who get these gifts of discerning the spirits, you feel a little lost. You feel a little like no one understands what's going on. And sometimes even a person that has it feels like, I don't know what's going on. And I don't like to use this word, but it can get weird. It can almost get scary to some people because they're not sure what in the world is happening. And so before we get into the working of it, I want to lay a foundation with you that's really near and dear to my heart because I want to make sure we stay pure and genuine in every gift that God's given us, especially one uh, that is a revelatory type gift. In other words, discern of spirits or you can look into someone's life. And we have free will and, and we all do, but we look into someone's life and we can see certain spiritual things happening or certain preachers or apostles or prophets, evangelists, pastors, we can discern the spirit behind them. Now that kind of gifting is going right through the permission someone's giving you because they're not asking you, you're just seeing the gift because it is a in my opinion, a revelatory gift. You're seeing into the supernatural, like words of wisdom, words of knowledge, uh, prophecy, same thing. You're looking into beyond what they're giving you permission to look. So this is a big deal. Not that the other gifts aren't a big deal, but this is a big deal. So I want you to get a good foundation. I want you to get weird. I want you to get off track. I want you to get yourself in trouble with it. So turn me to Matthew chapter 7, very first verse. Do not judge. I know, right? Do not judge so that you will not be judged for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and what measure you measure will be measured to you. And we know the context is because why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, right? Uh, but not the log that's in your own eye. We know what Jesus is talking about. Work on yourself before someone else. Discerning the spirits is not to judge people. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. Listen to last week and the week, a couple weeks before that. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. So if God shows you a spiritual thing about a person, you're not wrestling that person. All right? You are seeing what's going on in their life. You're discerning the spirit of which they're operating out of. Now, a lot of times when that happens, the person that you are discerning that about, they won't know why, but they'll get routed up. And it's very easy to judge people and get upset in your heart and get angry at people. You don't want to do that because you're not looking at the person. You're looking at something for the purpose of kingdom building. And we're going to get to that. All right. So remember, do not judge. So Proverbs chapter one, I want you to turn with me there to verse seven. Okay. I know you're familiar with this, but we want to get a good foundation. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. Ignorant fools despise wisdom and discipline. I don't know. I didn't write just the way in this translation is the fear of Yahweh, right? The beginning of all knowledge. So there should be a reverence in your life, a respect for God. Why do you need that? Because if you're going to look in someone's life and God's going to show you these things about what's going on, one, you don't want to judge the person. And two, you got to have a respect for God, a reverence for God, because it's going to keep you grounded. Well, we should all have this, but it's going to keep you grounded so that you don't get weird and off track and, you know, become arrogant and prideful and think you have something. Because in these types of gifting, not only will the enemy show you, not the enemy, not only will God show you the enemy, but the enemy will also show you things about yourself. And we say, well, why? Because he's trying to mock God. So the enemy's trying to like throw things in at you as well. And God's showing you about the enemy and the enemy's trying to show you things about him. And 
you know, you're trying to wrestle between and all these thoughts and in your mind running and racing going on, and it can get a little out of hand. But if you have the fear of God, the knowledge of God, the respect, the reverence of God, you will always be grounded. And so if the enemy comes back and tries to show you something negative about God, let me give you an example before we get too farther. I know some of you are probably asking, what are you talking about? Well, if God shows you a discerning of spirits in somebody, and the enemy will say, yeah, but God let this happen to you. You know what I mean? He starts to paint a picture of a bad or angry or mean or you know a God who doesn't like you. And that, for some reason, for some people, it'll be what is fed back to them in that, and they'll feel it. They'll, they'll feel that and think, man, you know, God really, he did. He let me down, or God failed me. You don't want that. You need a reverence of God. You need an understanding of God. You need to have a respect of God. So when those thoughts come or the enemy tries to do that, you, just, you cast them down. You don't even entertain them, right? So we're not judging, and we're respecting God. So when the enemy's trying to show you things back, you're not taking it. All right, you with me? Okay, so we're on two. We want to keep going. We want to go into 2 Timothy chapter 3. All right, we do not want to be people, in verse 5, to have a form of godliness but deny its power. We do not want that. In your life, with the gift or the working of the gifting of discernment, you should be growing. You should be maturing in God. You should be developing and I, listen, a lot of these things we're going to say uh, tonight in this teaching, I'm not trying to be offensive, I'm not trying to be rude, I'm not trying to step on your toes, but these are facts. God's not going to give someone the gift of discernment who themselves is not growing, who themselves is denying the power of God. You can't just have the gifting of God and not have that working power in your life with conviction of your own sins and your own uh, you know, shortcomings and failures. God's going to make sure that you are not denying the power of God because there's no hypocrites in the kingdom of heaven used by God. Now, I'm not saying there aren't hypocrites in what we would call false people in the kingdom of heaven, but in the genuineness of God, there are no hypocrites. God does not use somebody or give to somebody. Now, listen, he does not use someone or give to someone gifting if they are not living, you know, part of what is their requirement, all of our requirement, as a born-again man or woman of God. We cannot deny the power of God. We, we cannot hold a form of godliness but deny its power. There's got to be a conviction. There's got to be growth. There's got to be a change. There's got to be an inwardness. Remember, don't judge each other. So that judgment, we would look at our own heart and say, God, what do I need? We keep a respect for God, a healthy reverence for God. We do not let the enemy tell us stuff about God. Can't get in those tug of war with them. We make sure we're not denying the power of God in our life. We're not just walking around saying, oh, look at what's wrong with them. No, we're making sure that we are looking at ourselves first. We're discerning us first. We are the first place we start. Now, I know people say, well, the Bible says the gifts of God are not, you know, he never recalls them. He doesn't take them back. Well, he doesn't take them back. But without the favor of God or the favor of man, no one is going to be given into your attention or your sphere of uh, authority or influence without God giving you the favor of the Lord and the favor of man. We need those things to be successful in ministry because we have to have God go before us. So the gift may not go anywhere, but your influence will. There's many people that have great gifts that don't do anything with them because they refuse to do a couple things. And this was a podcast a while ago, uh, uh, Spirit Life. I mean, a while ago, you can look back into it. I just want to make sure we lay a really good foundation before we get into some meat of this stuff, because 
I don't want to just teach you how to use this gift because the most important part is to be a person that is right with God, understand spiritual principles, you're living right, the character and nature of the Lord is flowing in you, you're not a hypocrite, you're, you're not judgmental, you're not denying the power of God, you don't let the enemy get in your head and do these things. And so turn me to Philippians, we're going to keep building on this, and we're eventually, we're going to get to it, I promise you, but this is important to me, I want to make sure that we get, you get a good foundation. So Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. I know I'm going slow, and I'm going slow on purpose tonight, because I want to make sure there's no interruptions, there's no distraction on what you're hearing, that we are building on the gift of God. We're not going to judge. We're going to keep a reverence, right? We're not denying the power of God in our life. We're going to make sure we're not hypocritical. We're going to apply it to our life. And in Philippians 1, very first chapter, verse 9, and I pray this, that your love may abound still more and more, in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. Your love has got to be stronger in you and more and more in the real knowledge and discernment. Your love has got to grow. Your love's got to get stronger in you than your gifting. Your gifting should never be more evident in your life than your love. Now, let me explain that, though. Not every one of you is a huggy, crying kind of person. That's not what I mean by love. I mean your love for the body, your love for the Lord. It should be evidence you love the Lord. Now, God's called you into different parts of ministry. You may have a, a little more blunt, you know, kind of Isaiah kind of anointing on your life. Maybe not a crying, weeping Jeremiah, but more of a bold, blunt Peter, you know, maybe a Paul kind of. But that doesn't mean that people don't know you, that there's a love in you. We shouldn't have to look for the love in you. People say, well, he says some really hard things, but we know this person has love. That's the most, I say it's the most important part, but it's a really important part that if you're following the principles of God in your life, love is going to be what shines through more than anything. And your discernment has got to come out of love. If it doesn't come out of love, it's going to come out of something. And the other options are horrible because they're not biblical, for one. But two, they're going to cause destruction in your life. You don't want to do it out of judgment. You don't want to do it out of anger. You don't want to do it out of fear. You don't want to do it out of bitterness. You don't want to do it out of jealousy. You want to do it out of love. So Paul's saying, I pray that your love may abound still more and more in the real knowledge and, and all discernment. That you may prove the things that are excellent, excellent things in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ and being filled with the fruit of righteousness will come through Jesus Christ to the glory of the praise of God. Your discernment uh, isn't just demonic things. It's also discerning things that are excellent, things that are pure, things that are blameless, sins, seer. Right? Not all discernment is negative. Not all discernment is only going to show you bad things. You're discerning between good and evil. We're discerning between the things of God and the things that are not of God. And we know that in Hebrews, it tells us the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, discerning or cutting through, piercing, right? The intentions, the hearts of a man or a woman. And so we know even the word of God has discerning ability to it. Everything that God does is discerning between good and evil. It all started in the garden when, you know, Satan told Eve, well, did God really say? And there was an opportunity for discerning what did Satan actually say and what did God say and discerning between good and evil. And we want to make sure 
listen, I know the enemy is defeated, but he's not dumb. And there's a difference. We want to make sure that we are protecting ourselves in the gift of discernment to make sure we don't become uh, someone who the enemy can devour. So we don't become somebody uh, that, you know, gets deceived like Eve. Now, I know it wouldn't be like Eve because we're not in the garden, but you know what I mean? We don't want to be pushed out of the presence of God. We don't want to do anything to mess this up. Now, the gift is a gift, but your responsibility of how you handle it, that's on you. God's not just going to come down and make you mature. So I want to read this with you because this is the last one of the steps or points I want to give you before we actually get in it. So recap. I know, I know, going slow, recapping what's going on here, trying to lay a foundation. We're not to judge, not at all. We're supposed to have a reverence, a respect for God. We cannot deny God's power. We can't perform a God in this, but deny his power. We've got to grow. We've got to mature. Got to have love. Love is the source of what we're doing this out of. And finally, and there are more, but these are the important ones that I felt that need to be really laid as a foundation for you. Maturity. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to jump back in where we left off in Hebrews chapter 5. Spirit Life tonight, we're talking about discernment, and we are going to get this message out there. So if you're watching on Facebook, go ahead and comment again. I know we're going to get it all put together for you, a nice place to watch it, and a podcast will get all that figured out. But if you're on the Facebook, comment, like, share, all that good stuff, YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and we're going to go and start right now on Hebrews chapter 5. So we're talking about maturity and being mature in the Lord to have this kind of gift and matures both in the sense of the word, you know, understanding the word of God, but also in maturity of being able to be trained, having, you know, like an athlete, someone's telling you lift more, you can run more, uh, swim farther, whatever it is. Training as an athlete means the maturity of having people can speak into your life. There's a lot of Christians who believe they're mature because they know the Hebrew and the Greek and, you know, they can use their Bible and go through things. But nobody can tell them no. Nobody can rebuke them like Jesus rebuked Peter. Now, listen, I'm not saying that you should let everyone rebuke you or say no to you. But you should be mature Christian to understand that as we grow, uh, the Lord, as treats us as sons and daughters, were corrected. So we're going to have Pauls in our life who correct us and help us grow. They train us, practice, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern both good and evil. Training, not practicing. Training, you don't practice with your gift. You get trained in your gift. So I want to make sure, go over the five again to make sure if you're just joining, you get them. And the verses will be at the bottom, all this great stuff. But we're not to judge. You have a reverence for God, reverence for God. We don't deny the power of God. We do this out of love, and we have maturity. Okay, so now we're going to 1 John chapter 4. And I believe everything's working good. We're on all right. 1 John chapter 4. The very first verse, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see where they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, of which you have heard that is coming and now is already in the world. So, People read this and they think, well, if you can say Jesus is Lord or Jesus Christ, I believe him, that that means the person's safe and there's nothing wrong with them and they don't have an anti-Christ spirit. It's deeper than that. And I'm sure you, by now, after reading this a couple of times, have thought, well, the Bible does say we cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. 
And Jesus says, depart from me, I don't know you. So we've got a little bit of understanding that needs to be connected. If you really look up the word Jesus and really study it into the Hebrew and really break it down, it's Jehovah our salvation, right? So Jehovah our salvation. And Christ means the anointed one. So if you put that together, you would have the anointed Messiah, right? The salvation from God, the anointed one from God. He is the anointed one, Jehovah the anointed Messiah, right? The the anointed one. You know, people are saying that he is God. They're believing, they're testing the spirit, confess Jesus is from God. They're, they're saying that he is Lord. I believe that he is it. Then these things are going to be a part of them. The characteristics, the nature of God, they're going to be a part of them. We also have some religions that teach, well, Jesus was really a person, but not God. Then we have people that teach there's a different way to heaven. Now we know they're very obvious. They are not of the Bible. We don't need a great amount of discernment to test that because we know they're not of the Bible. Of course, you have people who don't believe in God at all. Uh, but you also, in the gifting of discernment, will discern if a message is from God or not, if a prophecy is from God, if a teaching is from God. You know, if anything we're doing in the church of worship, is it from God or not? And one of the easiest ways to do this is to break it down, is to at least people to Christ. Or is it leading people to something else? That's I know it sounds very simplistic, but this is a great way to start with your gifting. Does it lead people to Christ? So if you have someone stand up and give a word at a service, does it lead people to Christ, away from Christ, or to the person? Now, it might not be an anti-Christ spirit. That would be one that would lead people away from Christ, to another God completely. If it is a immaturity, well, then there's a immaturity problem. There's a they don't understand what they're doing problem. They don't know how to handle an anointing or an atmosphere. Uh, maybe they don't have a Paul in their life. Maybe they don't have submission. There's a lot of factors. But when it comes to discerning of those things, we want to make sure we're discerning not people, right? We're not judging, not discerning uh, styles. We're not discerning how people are personality-wise, loud prayers or quiet prayers. or It's not what we're discerning. We're discerning the spirit behind it. Is it a human spirit? Is it a antichrist spirit? Is it the spirit of God? Now, it's very hard to do that if you don't know the spirit of God. That's why I laid down those five things I believe are really important that we need to work on if we're going to operate in the gift of discernment, because that'll make sure you stay on the right track. You don't get misled. Uh, if it's a spirit of a person, hey, you know, I hate to say this to you, and I don't mean to sound like I'm, I'm stepping on anyone's toes intentionally or on purpose, but there's a lot of people that have Jesus in their life because it worked. What do I mean by that? Well, they're like a salesman, and Jesus is a thing they sell. It worked. It, it got them attention. People look at them. They pray loud. There's nothing in their prayers. They have a lot of tongues, but it's not really a growing or maturing thing. They have a lot of words, but it doesn't really build or edify or encourage, and it's not really bringing life in more abundantly, but it, it gets attention. And a lot of people have self-esteem issues that use gifting to validate themselves. It has nothing to do with God. They want to be a pastor because they want people to love them. They want to be in ministry because they want people to look up to them. They want to be on stage because they want to feel important. So that's a human spirit. Now, I know behind that would be definitely a demonic look at me kind of thing and pull your eyes off Jesus. But in the heart of it is hurt people. It's low self-esteem people. Uh, it's people who just don't have the connection with God they should have. And because of that, uh, they are using it as a platform for attention. That's more of a human spirit. A spiritual 
uh, discernment of a demonic spirit is pretty obvious. It just feels wrong. It just makes you inside say something feels off. That doesn't seem like that would be of God, right? And so we can obviously see when somebody is using the gifting of God, not discern, but the gift of God, healing, deliverance, all these things for their personal gain. We see people charge for it. Uh, we see secretive, like they're a group that no one else understands. They're above everybody. Uh, you can stay away from that. That's pretty obvious. Uh, we see the groups where we can lay hands on you and make you something. We can't make you anything. We can bring forth what God's planted, but we can't make you anything. That's God. Gifts are from God. And we see these different arenas where we can clearly say, that's not God. That's God or that's a human spirit, and it's maturity, and it takes being trained in understanding those things. Now, as far as what does it do to you, it affects everyone differently. It can affect you where you feel a little off. It can affect you where you see it, where you sense it. Uh, it can affect you to where, uh, you know, even in a dream where you can just kind of know about a person or a situation. Now, all those different workings in that, again, my counsel or my advice to you is to find someone who can train you and help you grow and develop in that because there's too many variables and there's too many things that you can teach um, from this position that just goes out you know on social media all over the place that people can grab and say well i'm that or i'm this or i'm that and it's going to get you in more trouble than good so we can't i guess people do but you shouldn't just put a blanket teaching if you feel this is going to happen or if you see this is going to happen we want to get grounded in the Word of God. We want to understand what the gift is. We want to get grounded so we don't get uh, misled, right? We did those five things. Then you understand we're testing the Spirit. It's deeper than Jesus. It's Jehovah. It's our anointed. It's the salvation. He has come, right? The anointed Messiah. Really important to understand it's deeper than just that. We want to discern teaching. We want to discern uh, pastors and teachers and prophets and evangelists. Uh, we want to discern and make sure what we're listening to is good. Discern this teaching, discern YouTube teachings of your favorite people and Facebook teachings and uh, just regular teaching. Just discern it. Make sure what you're listening to is of God. Make sure you're not listening to a human spirit that suffers in self-esteem or God works so they did it. Make sure you're not following someone who just wants your attention and feeding on you and hate to say like a car salesman because car salesmen are not bad people, but you know that kind of like selling you the gospel. Make sure people aren't using it for personal gain, financial gain, God's not charging you. God knows your heart. Right? He's not telling you, if you give me more money, I'll give you more gift. We know these things. Read your Bible, right? Discern right from wrong with your Bible. Very easy part is your Bible to start with. We know that God gives gifts. People can't. Don't go somewhere to become something. If the seed is in you from God, if it was planted, we can we can activate that. You know, Paul, we can lay on the hands and, and give gifts unto uh, Timothy and see those things activate. But it was God's call in Timothy's life to be a pastor. It was God's call uh, for him to do the work of evangelists that Paul gave him the instruction to. We know Paul got knocked down. It was God's plan for Paul to have his eyes open and see the good news. Uh, and we know that Paul rebuked a fortune-telling woman because the spirit that she was doing in, even though it was all godly, we know it wasn't God. So we have a lot of examples of discernment in the Bible with really good biblical bases you can read and you can study and really grab a hold of. But as far as how it affects you, whether you feel it, whether you know it, whether you have dreams, whether you physically get ill or all the different things that can happen, find someone that operates in that gifting, that's seasoned, that you use your discernment to find, and get trained. Uh, have a Paul in your life. Get trained. Have someone that can develop 
in you a training system or a program that fits how God uses you. Go through the process. And, you know, I always want to tell people, God's not giving you more than you can handle. We quote this a lot, right? And everything God gives you a way out. God's not going to pour on you the gifting of discernment that's going to make you feel horrible and, and destroy you and uh, take away your sleep and you're not going to be able to function. No, God doesn't come to do that. God gives life and more abundantly. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, not God. So if those things are happening in your life, I want you to back up and do these five things. Find someone in your life to help you. Before you worry about discernment, find someone to help you really get established in God. Really get established in God. So that's my uh, advice to you. That's my counsel to you. I can't get into all the details. I know some of you want me to talk about. Because what happens then is people make a doctrine out of it. They'll make like a, this is how it's got to be for everyone. And it's just simply not true. But if it's your heart and God's used you and you really want to build a kingdom and you really care about people and you care about kingdom and you want to be used with the gift of discernment to write out the good and the bad, the evil, the God, the human spirit, the antichrist spirit, like you really want to be a blessing to the body. I believe God will honor that and God will use you because it's not... Everyone who's able to put judgment off to the side, not everyone who's able to keep a reverence for God, not everyone's able to not deny the, the, the power of God, right? Have a form of godliness, but not deny it. Not everybody wants to operate out of love. I know some of us have blunt giftings, but that doesn't mean you don't love. And not everybody wants to grow and mature and have people who can speak in your life. So if that's you, I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. And don't search all over the internet for how you're made and what works for you. Let God teach you, and he'll lead you and guide you. And he'll send someone in your life that you can trust that will help train you in discernment. You don't have to practice it because it's a gift. It's not something that we need to just experiment with. Just be trained with the gift you have from seasoned men or women that have that anointing in their life, that have that gift, you know, understand what they're doing. And it'll help you avoid the pitfalls and, and help you avoid all the mistakes they made. Uh, or maybe they didn't make because someone helped them. But, you know, as we grow and we learn and mature and as things are revealed to us, we can help each other. That's part of kingdom building. There's no lone rangers. And yet that's part of you know what you believe in. But then that would be an issue right there with I, I would doubt that God at that time would use you until you work that thing out because this is for the body. All gifts are for the body. So I hope this encouraged you. I know it's not into as deep as the operations of what you want, of how these things work, and I feel and I see and I hear what do I do with them. Uh, those things will come on a personal level to you between you and God in intimacy. And I believe, and I prayed for it, God has sent great men in my life who have helped me grow and mature. And yes, they can tell me no. And yes, they can rebuke me because maturity means not only the mature understanding of the word of God, but maturity means that we can handle how God operates and send Paul's in our life and how we can function and grow in those things. And I believe God will do the same thing for you. So I want to pray with you uh, and uh, hope this helped you. Listen to it a couple of times. Again, sorry for the interruption. We'll put it together. It'll be fine. We'll have it for you uh, here in the future. and It'll be released as a podcast as well. So Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this teaching. We thank you, Lord, for helping those that have this gift to start getting grounded and understand you and how this thing operates in them, that you would send them so in their life that they could uh, train with, that could grow, mature them, and help them become and developed in it and seasoned in it. Now, Father, you would just help extend your hand into their life tonight and help them to become what you've called them to be, vessels in your kingdom and using that wonderful gift of discernment for kingdom building. We thank you, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Uh, again, like the video, comment, share. Uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. 
We thank you very much for all your support, uh, your prayer support, your financial support. Somebody asking, how can you give? You can go to our website, go to our donate page. You can become a partner with the ministry or a one-time donation or monthly donation, uh, whatever God leaves in your heart. Thank you very much. We'll be at the Miracle Crusade Friday. Uh, so join us if you're in the area. If not, we'll be back live stream. God bless. God bless. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.